a servant. History. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. History. Speak the truth. History makers. Safeguard the helpless. That is your own. You can do it. Yeah. I'm gonna Okay, welcome to History Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we're talking with Reggie Dabbs. Reg is currently touring Australia with the Planet Shakers Conference. They have about 5,000 kids in every capital city they go to uh, for a uh, three-day conference. They've also toured the nation uh, with Youth Alive throughout Australia with tens of thousands of young people. Reggie, welcome to Planet Shakers. Oh, it's very good to be here. Very good. So, Reggie, tell us a bit about where you grew up in the U.S. Um, I grew up in a state called Tennessee, and um, when I was a boy growing up, uh, it was a normal home until uh, one day when we had this uh, parent-teacher conference at school. I don't like those. I think what happens at school should stay at school because that'll save my life. But some kids grow up with real strict parents, and I had that. But I, I was really not a good kid, and um, in that parent-teacher conference, uh, the teacher told my parents what I was doing wrong. My parents were upset, and as we were leaving, I noticed all my other friends friend's parents were young and my parents were old so i asked him i said why are you guys so old now that can get you in trouble by itself but my when we got home my parents sit me down and explained that uh they weren't my parents and that uh my, my mom my mom was my real mom's uh, school teacher when she was young and uh she couldn't raise me so she gave me a real way to that teacher and this teacher taught me everything i know everything and it was hard when they when they say i'm sorry i'm not your mom you're like going wait a minute and everybody has that i was in a school not too long ago and uh, i was sitting in the school auditorium and i do a lot of schools in america alone i speak to about a million kids face to face and and i enjoy doing those kind of programs where you talk about hope and love but i was in this high school and i can hear this click 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 and then it was multiple click 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 and i looked behind me and coming down the aisle of the auditorium were like six blind kids they were blind and they were hitting their their canes against the left and the right chair to make sure they don't trip over the chairs walking down the aisle when they all sit down i went over shook hands with them told them i was funny i said i'm pretty big because i'm a pretty big guy and one girl goes your voice sounds big and i'm like great thank you <laughs> and one kid goes can i touch your belly <laughs> and i'm like wait a minute i'm not buddha <laughs> and so i let him do it and he went man you are big and it was kind of fun but what i realized is everybody's crippled I mean, uh, a blind kid, you can tell because of the red and white cane. A kid in a wheelchair is crippled because you can see him in a wheelchair. But what about us? Uh, even today, you're listening to this in the car, at work, or at home, and, and you're thinking about the things that, you're, that make you cripple. And you have to understand, we all are. But that's, that's, where, that's where faith comes in. That's where hope comes in. Everybody needs hope. And everybody has hope in something. And whether it's a false hope or a true hope is yet to be seen. But as I grew up, you know, my foster care parents taught me the love of Jesus. They always said this. You cannot change your past, but you can change your future. You cannot change yesterday, but you can change today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. And they taught me that. My father was very key in my life. He looked at me that night when I was in year two, and he said, I cannot give you my blood, but but if you let me, I'll give you my heart. And, uh, and that's, that, that stuck with me all my life. I believe in faith. I believe that there's a reason why I had to be born the way I was, that my mom wouldn't want me, that she would give me away so that I would understand what it's like to hurt. And even on the radio, capture people with a short story of how I grew up. You grew up in the U.S. Uh, as a teenager. What age did you make a decision to follow Christ? Was there, was there a moment that that happened or did it happen gradually? 
Well, many times I gave my life to Christ just to see if he would get me out of trouble. <laughs> you know, you do something, oh, God, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you the rest of my life. But it was a young age. I was probably uh, 12, uh, 12 years old when I really said, Jesus, I don't know why. I don't know why I had to be born the way I was. But if you, if, if you, if you love me the way I think you do, I'm going to serve you. And I decided to serve God. I didn't decide to just have him there on Sunday. But every day, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year, I begin to live for God. And everybody stumbles. And it's good because it's good to know he's there whenever I fall. But it's better to know I don't have to fall at all. So he was there from 12 on. I started witnessing. I'd share Christ with everybody. I used to preach to my animals. I had two cats and a dog. And I'd make them sit in the backyard and I'd preach sermons to them. <laughs> they, were, they were very religious animals. <laughs> it was great, though. So that's how I grew up. And you speak to a lot of high school kids at conferences and schools. What do you see as the uh, common problems that face young people around the world today? There are so many things that can distract a young person from, from what they really want to do. See, I believe every kid has a good heart, but I believe the distractions of the world can take that heart and, and uh, mess it up, pervert it, or discourage it, or cause it to be punctured or wounded. And you know, this is turning out to be everybody has a wounded heart, but only Jesus can stop the bleeding. And so if it wasn't for the pain and the hurt that these kids can go through, they would never know what it's like to have a Savior. So even though we say, man, they hurt, they have trouble, it's good to know, man, there's a Jesus, and we get to share that with them. And, you know, and I, f- I found out, too, that there's no difference between a teenager and an adult. The, the same sermon I preach to young people or the same message that I give to young people, I give it to adults, and they're like, man, I love it. I wish you were there when I was a kid. And I'm like, that's cool, but I'm thinking I'm here now. And you got to hear it. So I just I just speak to people, you know, and 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 and, and I speak in a way that that I know how to speak, and it, and it's and it's a loving, caring, kind God who who came to save the world. And I love that when um, in, in a in a you know April is a good time of year where where there's Easter and uh, and your 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 months after Christmas and the birth of Christ, you know, Majesty, you know, He will be the King, and of His kingdom there will no end. Mighty God, everlasting Father, and He'll saved the world from her sin but did you know that when the, the three wise men came they gave him gold frankincense and myrrh and myrrh is an embalming ingredient it's a key ingredient in embalming fluid so even when jesus was a little boy he knew he was going to die and he always had reminders i'm going to die when he was 12 and his parents lost him and they found him teaching in the temple, he said, I must be about my father's business where my time is short at 12 years old. But he knew 34 was coming. And so now at this time of the calendar year, we remember what 34 was all about, that he gave his life for me. When you start thinking in, 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 instead of in general or plural, but if you make it singular, then it becomes more than just a religion or more than just I'm a Christian. It becomes I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, I. And uh, that's I was lucky to have uh, foster care parents who taught me that and, and church pastors and leaders who taught me that I am a follower of Jesus. Anybody can say I'm a Christian. But when you're a follower of Jesus, you do what he did. You die. This is History Makers, and we're speaking with Reggie Dabbs at the Planet Shakers Conference. Now, Reggie, let's find out a bit more about you. What books are you into reading at the moment? Um, I, I'm writing my testimony right now, and I'm, i got to have a lot of help, but uh, I'm writing that. My, my book that I'm really reading now, and it's really good, there's an author by the name of Erwin McManus, incredible, incredible writer. He has a book called The Barbarian Way. 
And then uh, um, it's a small book. It's easy read. I'm going through that. And uh, John, John Eldridge has a little book called The Epic. And it's incredible. Those two things are easy reads. And especially if you're trying to find your, your place in life, what you want to do in life, how you want to impact. Those two books are very, very good and very good. They're easy reads and pick them up. Those are great. Okay, what about music? What kind of music are you into? I'm into everything. Uh, and, and because, one, I'm a Planet Shaker speaker, I, I listen to a lot of their music because uh, a lot of times that I've, in my life, I'm 41 years old, that I've really felt the presence of God. It, it was at Planet Shakers Conference, and it's in the auditorium, like the convention center in Brisbane, where they're singing those songs. And sometimes I like to go back there in my mind and just remember what it's all about. Uh, I listen to them a lot, uh, the United in my in my in my CD player in my car right now, uh, United Live. Those guys are awesome, man, awesome. I'm a Toby Mac fan. I used to be with DC Talk in the day, so Toby's a good friend, and so I get to do a lot of stuff with him. So he's there as well. Tell us about your involvement with DC Talk. When I was younger, I used to tour around and, and do a lot of speaking with him. Now it's pretty much Toby Mac. We do four or five dates a year together. A lot of the conferences, music festivals in the summer in the United States. We really work well together. His heart is incredible and he just said he says he says what i am i'm an entertainer and i do it for the glory of god so it's going to be good <laughs> man he's good <laughs> oh my goodness he's easy to get up and speak after so and that involvement is, is very good do you reckon you could do a bit of a rap for us you, you got anything off the cuff oh man i never thought i'm kind of hungry so i can rap about mcdonald's you know two all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions on a sesame seed bun mackers i'm sorry no. i gotta go i'm hungry <laughs> see somebody He's pulling off the road right now going to Mackers. I should get some kind of like promotional charge. <laughs> That's fun. Now, I'm sure you've seen plenty of lives changed over the years that you've spoken to these high school kids and, and, and kids all around the world. Is there any stories that really stand out to you of, of kids that were really crippled and you saw, you know, they made a decision for, for God and their life changed? Is there any that really stand out to you? I'll tell you right now, and, and it's amazing that, that you, would, you would ask that. Uh, for the past few days, my driver... Uh, since I've been been here, his his name's Noah. He's a big old, you know, you know he's a Samoan brother, and uh, and I've known him, I've known him for five years. And he looks at me and he goes, you know what? In two thousand, you came here and you spoke a sermon about taking your coat off, taking your hurt off, and giving it to Jesus. He goes, I gave my life to Jesus that night. And I'm like, I thought he was a youth pastor from way back, like you know, before two thousand. He goes, I was living my life doing whatever. I grew up in a real structured church, and I realized that night I've never given my life to Jesus. And he goes, and since I have, I found my wife. I found we've had a baby. I'm a youth pastor, and he goes, and I just I know you don't get this a lot but i just want to say thank you and i'm telling you man that's amazing to me and 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 i and a lot of people really do they they look at you know am i changing people and i don't even think that way i just i just listen man if somebody's showing up if there's five people in the room then there's five people that get to hear about jesus and maybe one of them is hurting and is it worth it yes Paul's incredible. Paul was an incredible, incredible disciple of Jesus Christ. He came from being crippled to being a man who said that I would die and my soul be doomed to hell so that all of Rome could know Jesus. Man, that just would be great. And I literally asked God to give me that kind of passion that I, that I would be able to lay my life down and say, okay, Satan, you know, if you would take me. Just like Jesus did for the sin of the world. Let's do it. There might be people listening right now on the radio in the car or at home or wherever, and they might be thinking, you know, I'm not really close to God at the moment, and I want 
I want something what this guy's got. I want to get closer to God. You know, what would your advice be to them? What should they do? Well, I, I believe, and you know, I talked earlier just a few minutes ago about everybody's cripple. And, and the good t- telltale sign if you're crippled is you ever driving down the street and start thinking about your problems and realize you missed your exit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, I got to go all the way down, turn around and go back. You know, I'm not concentrating. Or you sit up at night and flick through the TV and you can't sleep and you listen to music till you fall asleep. And, and every day you do the same old, same old. And you start thinking when you can't sleep, you know, all the things that you've done that you wish you had and all the places you've gone you wish you hadn't gone. You see, those are mistakes that, that we can't change, but Jesus can. He said that he came to take the sin of the world upon his shoulder. And so when he died and he rose again, it was for me, for me. And if you're riding in the car, you just need to simply say, I need this. Jesus, if, if you're real, you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is real. If you're real, show me. If you can help me, help me. So right now, I want you to help me. Just say it right now. And then note this. That when you get whatever you really wanted or what you needed to have happen, when that does happen, God is going to quicken you and remind you of this radio program, of you saying that prayer, even if it's in your mind, not even out loud. He will, because why? He cares. He came to love you. So just say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, I need you. If this Reggie guy is right, then and I need this too. And watch what happens. You're listening to History Makers with Reggie Dabbs from Planet Shakers. Now, Reggie, as you tour around the country at the moment, is there a scripture or a message that God puts on your heart that you want to share with Australia right now? It's, it's amazing. I'm doing a lot of uh, speaking on a weekend in the cities. And uh, even the churches I'm, uh, I'm are in the city, in Melbourne, uh, over in Perth. A church in Perth just uh, uh, bought a IMAX theater that was shut down. And, and their opening service, and this IMAX is in right downtown Perth. And I was at their opening night, and they had 800 people, packed it out, couldn't put nobody in it. And uh, I, re- I remember in my devotional flying to Australia, it was um, Jesus was walking to the town of Nain. And there was a funeral procession in the city of Nain. And he was at the gates of the city. And in this funeral procession was a, a widow who was bearing her only son. And, and I just, I, and you got to start putting yourself in the story. So when you hear that, you're like, so she was a widow, then her husband died. But it probably hurt, but it wasn't that bad because she had her son. And he probably looked like dad, smelled like dad, walked with his head kind of bent to the side like dad. So she still had a big piece of dad in her son. So it, it hurt when she lost her husband. So she just transferred that love into her son. But now that's gone. And, and now there's no one. And she's walking alone. And when you paint pictures like that, everybody in the room is starting to go, now, wait a minute. Even if I've read this story a million times, I never thought of it that way, that now she's getting rid of everything that she ever reminded her of her first love. And now it's gone. But Jesus just so happened. I love that he just so happens to walk into town. And he sees this lady at the gate of the city in a funeral procession. And he walks up to her and he only says two words. He said, don't cry. Don't cry. And of, of anything else that, that has stuck out, I was, I don't know, we're somewhere around the equator, about uh, 40,000 feet up in the air or something. And, and I read that and, and I just closed my eyes and just, don't cry, don't cry. And somebody today is in mourning. I, mean, it's just, I don't know when this is played or where it is. Maybe you're on your way to identify a body. And uh, maybe you have just been told you got cancer. Maybe you're told it's not going to work. Uh, he's like, he's having an affair or I want a divorce. Uh, but Jesus is saying to you, don't cry. And this is being played perfect timing just for you. And I'm just telling you right now, in my heart and mind, um, don't cry. 
Jesus, he'll help you and, uh, and he'll be there for you. I love that. And he's perfect, dude, because he says, don't cry. Then he turns around and goes, wake up. And the kid just wakes up. Jesus is able to take the most depressed. And I notice in Australia in the last recent few weeks, they're talking a lot about depression, of people who have suffered from depression. And let me tell you, if you're suffering from depression, just note this. Jesus is saying to you, don't cry. And just close your eyes, not, not if you're driving. Leave your eyes open, but just say, just say Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me, help me, and, and hear him, feel him. I believe if faith had eyes, we'd, see, we'd all see Jesus. And you'll see him sitting in the car with you right now. But just remember that. Don't cry. Some of you don't even know it's coming. But it's coming. Just don't cry because he's in control and he'll take care of you. God the Father made everything in the world. He, he can fix any problem. Absolutely. And that's why you just you know put it in God's hands that somebody right now is sitting in a parking space and they need to go in for the meeting, but they're like going, man, somehow i got to hear the rest of this. i got to hear this. And maybe you stopped before we even said those two words, don't cry, and that's what you needed to hear. Bless you, Reggie. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Thank you. God bless you guys. History.